On behalf of the Idaho Horsemen and the Game Time Guru Podcast, we're going to be bringing on Giovanni Sanders, the quarterback for the Horsemen, and we're going to learn his story. It's super unique, and he's going to share with you what it takes to get to the next level and take advantage of opportunities that are provided to you, even if your journey might be different than someone else's. He's got a really, really cool story. Can't wait for you to hear it today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. We're here with yet another amazing interview. And before we get started, I just got to say thank you so much to all the subscribers of the show. I mean, I say it every week. I can't say it and stress it enough. Like, I love every single supporter of the show. Super grateful for all of you guys for making the show what it is. As you guys know, we've hit 88 different countries, over 61,000 downloads. We're continuing to grow, um, and it's all because of you guys. So thank you so much for for supporting the show. Now, if you haven't subscribed to the show, maybe this is your first time, welcome aboard. We appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, but hit that subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the notoriety of the show, the credibility of the show, and it helps it continue to grow as well. But any platform you want to listen to it on, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, the show is there. Go subscribe and uh, tune in for our interviews every single week. Major shout out to the presenting sponsor of the show, which is 208 Printing. They're here locally. They're getting us hooked up with our swag, our shirts. If you guys have any brands, any anything you want to do, your, your business or your own personal brand that you want to be a walking billboard with, you want to represent everything, 208 Printing, my guys here in uh, Idaho, will get you taken care of. You don't have to live here, but you can uh, get your stuff taken care of with them. They're fantastic. So go to madeby208.com. Put your orders in there if you guys have any printing needs. Now, Listen, super exciting opportunity for me here on the show. Um, about a year and a half ago, you guys might have heard, if you guys are, have been following me since then, that there was a partnership between the Game Time Guru podcast and the Idaho Horsemen, a professional indoor football team here in Idaho. They had one season where they went undefeated, the very the inaugural season of this particular football uh, league, um, and they went undefeated. So I started you know, kind of working with them. We were going to get into last year's season, but then obviously the pandemic hit the, the entire world and things got rocked. However, we're planning on having a season this year, and I get to talk to one of the quarterbacks. I say one of them. We'll get to that in just a second. One of the quarterbacks that's going to be coming to the squad representing, but he's all the way on the other side of the country. We're going to get to know him a little bit better. So on behalf of the Horsemen, as well as the Game Time Guru podcast, we want to welcome on Giovanni Sanders. Giovanni, thank Appreciate you so much for joining the show, brother. Hey, Game Time Guru, appreciate you, bro. You know, I know you personally as my guy, Shane, you know, but, you know, right now, hey, GTG, man, you know, you know the vibes. Dude, I love it, man. I love it, man. So we're going to get to know you a little bit better, and I can guarantee all the listeners you're going to love this because, uh, I mean, you're going to see how much of an entertainer this guy is. He's he's got he's just he's awesome to be around. He's got a great personality, and you're going to get to see it. So any of the listeners here locally, you're going to get to hear him now, and then you'll get to potentially see him on the field. So it's going to be super cool. Now, listen, we got to get to know you a little bit more before you got to the professional football realm, man. So let's let's take a step back in time. And get to know where you're from 
and uh, kind of what you did as a child. Like, did you were you always into sports? Were you always into music? Kind of what was your childhood like uh, before you got into you know I guess to the next level of athletics? Um, yeah, man. I think for me, um, I well, I started playing football about like eight years old. Um, tried to play at seven, but I was like, I was always a you know smaller size dude. So it's like seven. I was like, you know, all right. My mom's like, maybe you gotta take this year off. Cool, whatever. Jumped in it when I was eight years old. Tried every sport. Played soccer, you know, lacrosse, baseball for a little bit. Back then it was t-ball. You know, yeah. try try to you know everything basketball, whatever you name it, right? But for some reason, it's something that drew me into just the aspect of football. I think it was um, one of those one of those times where I'm I'm walking past, you know the field with my mom I think I hear like a practice like I hear I just hear a practice and I wasn't you know I was never a football player I didn't have anybody else in my family before me that played football so it was just you know me and my mom growing up you know she would have me doing different things you know talent shows and stuff like that you know just to stay creative I was a big boys and girls club kid so I got a lot of that like creative ability just by being you know in the boys and girls club and just being in that you know environment um to to learn different things so when it came down to starting to play a sport, you know, of course, like any parent is a little skeptical, you know, like you're their child. They don't want you to, you know, get hurt, especially if it's a contact sport. And if you're not the biggest person, they're like, oh, you definitely shouldn't be playing this. So walking past the field, never forget, tell my mom, yeah, I want, you know, like, what's that? She's like, oh, they, you know, football, let's go check it out. So I had a cousin who's about two years older than me and th- just the vibe and attention that he got from all the parents that were at the field kind of like I, I i looked at that and i wanted that you know like i wanted yeah. to feel that and it, and it was more it was bigger than just like because like i said like they have their own kids that are playing with with my cousin at the time you know of course that's they're there for their child but just to see a parent go out their way for someone else's child because of how you know great he was because of the particular sport or whatever he was doing at that particular time i wanted that you know it right. was like it was you were treated different, but it was a reason behind the way you were treated, right? You earned it. It wasn't like, oh, he's just a good kid. So, you know, we're gonna just give him, you know, give him the special treatment. It was like, no, this kid's setting himself apart. And back then you don't know what, you know, I'm eight years old. I don't know what setting yourself apart is, but this is where I wanted to set myself apart, right? I didn't want to just be the kid that, oh, yeah, you got a nice son. No, I wanted to be the guy. Your son is that dude like he's a problem like you yeah. know like that's what i wanted for my mom so literally bro got in around eight years old first year complete nightmare you know because i didn't know what to play i didn't know how to play and i'm just playing and i'm trying to like kind of ride off my cousin's coattail he's a star player i'm not really you know i'm just trying to come get my feet wet and i end up playing on the offensive line <laughs> and, oh wow! And, and this is like tackle football. Is this tackle? This, or this is pop, this is youth football. This okay, is pop so this is tackle this, football. This was on flag yeah, football. This I didn't I didn't do any flag football, okay, bro. So you jumped like, right I, into the mix. I jumped right into like youth football. You know, like just because of you know all those games and the cheerleaders and, and and just that entire vibe on a Sunday. You know, like the whole city's there. You know what I'm saying? And for you to be like have friends and. You know, if you're going outside and you're just a kid that plays, all your friends are gone. They're not. They're not. Why? All my friends gone because they're at the football field. You know, like they they're busy. Their sisters have cheerleading or something. You know, so being in the mix was something that for me, like I have no siblings. Like I have, I'm a single. I'm a you know, I'm an only child for my mother. Um, and 
you know, for my dad, I think I have like three brothers, but we're not, we, they were older than me and we were never really in touch. So it was like, I didn't have anybody else to kind of like hang out with and play with. Right. So now I'm right. like, all right, I want to be at the field. These are where my friends are. This is what I want to be around. But it wasn't just about friends now. Right. Cause you can be sitting in line talking to your friends and the coach is like, Hey, shut up. Or, you know, go, yeah. go run. And you, you don't understand why you're running. Cause you think I'm just trying to be around my friends, but now you're trying to learn. Now you teach you, 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 almost learning the discipline in, in the structure behind it without actually knowing, you know what I'm saying? And for me, I went from like, you know, going there the first day, being so excited, first couple of days being excited. Then by the end of the week, I'm telling my mom, I want to quit. And then like, she says, okay. And then I miss a couple of days just because I told her I didn't want to play. And I'm missing that. I'm missing the coach telling me, Hey, stop talking, you know, and yeah. I'm missing this and I'm missing that. So that's what drew me back into it. You feel me? Where I was like, yo, I, I want to be coached. I like this. I like this structure. I like with this this feeling. Mind you, I have I didn't even score a touchdown. I I'm just out there smelling the grass. You know what I'm right. saying? It's not, you know, just little kid trying to figure out how to put my pads in my pants the right way, you know, and 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 make it through unconcussed, like like you know, majority of these little kids run around tackling with their heads down, right? So yeah. from from that point on. Kind of had a rough year just because I'm, I'm on the offensive line and I'm, I'm not a big guy and I don't know the game. So getting pancaked, I don't like it. You're the first line of contact. I'm like, this is is this what's gonna be for me forever? My mother goes, my mother takes a drastic step into like my next season where she's like, All right, if you're gonna play again, I'm gonna send you to a camp. You're gonna go to a football camp. And this is where uh she got some money up. I think my grandparents, like, you know, were just like, all right, we're not going to send him to the Boys and Girls Club this year. We're going to send him to the Chris Lade football camp. I didn't know who Chris Lade was. I didn't, like, because I wasn't, I was just getting into football. Right. So I'm like, Chris Lade football camp. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm telling my friends I'm going there. Their parents, are like, you're going to see who Chris Lade? And I'm like, I'm nine. So at this, I'm yeah. eight, going into nine years old. I'm like, I don't know who Chris Lade is. Like, I'm a little, I'm not really fond of that. So, they're like, yo, he's a Patriot player or he was an ex-Patriot player and this, that, and the third, and you're going to be – and I had no idea. So now I'm kind of excited because my friend's dad's telling me about it. You know, and this is a guy I look up to. You know, he was one of my coaches in Pop Warner. So, you know, he's like, you're doing that this summer? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you better, you're going to be coming back and you're going to be doing some different things. And I'm like – because if he's telling me, I'm like, all right, I'm confident. You know, like now I'm going in with that kind of – um, some knowledge, you know, I'm not yeah. kind of, you know, blinded by the situation, trying to figure out things as I go. So he's telling me what I need to do and how much things I need to pack for the week. And, you know, cause it's a sleepover camp. It's a week long camp at Mount Ida college and in Mount, Mount Ida college is a, a college out here in Massachusetts. It's like a division three school. Okay. Um, and, uh, like I said, my first, probably one of my first times being away from home. And when I, when I get there, complete culture shock. You know, you see oh, kids from all, all different helmets, different areas of the state, you know, places you never heard of, even though you live in the state. I'm like, what? This is crazy. So, you know, of course, and everyone's there. Everyone's trying to find their way. Right. And find who they are as a player and showcase their skills at the same time. Uh, so I want to say by the end of that camp, it was probably a week long camp. By the end of that camp, bro, I got MVP. I had like coaches asking my mother to move to different cities in Massachusetts to like for me to play and this was all because of i think the want to to like figure it out you know yeah. like i wasn't i wasn't forced to do it i wasn't like i didn't have you know my dad or or uncle or anybody that's like yo you're gonna do this and like against my will it was like 
I had the option. Shout out to my mother. She gave me the option to either do it. And if you don't want to do it, I'll support you as well. So having it like that, it made it easy for me to decide, you know, I, I, this is what I want, you know, because there's no pressure. This is this is solely on me. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to stick it out. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I started, bro. Like I started, I was eight, nine years old, started youth football, went in in was horrible the first year, went to a camp, came back to the to the youth football program after the camp, and I was a I was a different breed, bro. I was a different type of guy. You know? that's, that's so cool to me. One thing that stood out to me, man, was um your your mother's impact on your life. I mean, I I mean you know, growing up with her, I'm, I'm assuming she was a huge in influence in your life, a big inspiration. What do you think was Super. the number one thing that your mama taught you? Because uh, I'm a mama's boy myself. Like, I mean, right. I, I grew up with both parents, but I, I, I gravitate to my mom, and it's always been gotcha. that way. I'm, I, I'm called a mama's boy from everybody. So yeah. I'm just curious, uh, from someone like yourself, what, what was the biggest thing your mom taught you? Um, she just she just taught me how to how to really just be a a, a go getter, man. Like like somebody that just wouldn't take no for an answer, you know? Because I've seen. Like she's grown, she she raised a, a young African American male, you know, in a time of of you know all all different things going on, bro. Whether good, bad, or indifferent, you know what I'm saying? Because there's there's all types of ways I could have been swayed to do different things in my yeah. life if it wasn't just about football, you know. So even for that, she you know she put me in like the modeling and she put me in talent shows and did different things just to keep me preoccupied and gave me the options like yo you can be more than just that, right? So even as an athlete, I never put myself in the box. It's like, all right, I'm only an athlete, right? You know, when we right. talk, it's like, we're talking about X, Y, and Z, plus how we can do this and how we can do that as well. So I think just, you know, being a go-getter and a hustler, bro, is like the, the biggest thing that, you feel me? Like my mother instilled in me, man. And, and like, for, I'll be forever grateful, you know, for oh, that. Yeah. That's you know? so awesome, man. It's, it's cool to see that she did that for you. I mean, she knew... You know, you have you have a solid future, but she kind of put you in those positions to be successful. Then also gave you the freedom to, when you got there, to like you know try it out. If you didn't like right. it, go, and it's kind of like you said, she didn't force it, but she put you in those positions to be successful. And the other thing that stu stood out to me, Giovanni, was the um, the whole camp situation at a young age. I mean, uh, it, it sounds like this is one thing I would love to tell athletes, especially young athletes, is like camps like this. Um, going to different camps, getting outside of your comfort zone is the biggest part for growth. And it, that's the same concept for anything in life, right? If you get outside your comfort zone, you can, you know, get that pressure, you build diamonds. If there's no right. pressure, there's no diamonds. And so you got outside your comfort zone, you met people from all around and it took you to the next level at just a young age. And then you kind of got that, that flow going. Um, now going into your, your high school career, were you a dual sport athlete? Did you play multi, like multi-sport athlete or did you just I, focus solely on football? Nah, I did. I was a, I was a three-sport athlete in high school. Okay. So, I, what so I ran, I ran indoor track, um, okay. played basketball and football, almost played lacrosse, but I just didn't want to kind of like cross the seasons because lacrosse was right out of football season and I kind of wanted to play basketball. So it was like a little discrepancy with that, but yeah, three-sport so athlete. You played multiple sports and three, three sports. Um, yeah. Was there ever a time like, did you do that all through high school or was there a time where you cut off and only focused on, on one or two? Well, I only played, only played high school sports like my, for two years. Like, and when did, like, so was it my the last junior, years? Yeah. Oh. My last years, junior, senior year. I didn't, I didn't play freshman or sophomore. Cause uh, I was moving. I was moved from like a couple different high schools. So it was like when I was going to these different high schools. So I went from a Boston public school which was Charleston High School, and that was my freshman year. 
and then leaving from Charleston High School, going to Medford High School, which was a Middlesex, you know, school where it's like not a Boston public. So you have to live in that area yeah. or, you know, know somebody in the area to live, you know, to go to that type of school. So when I left from Charlestown to Medford, the credits were totally different. You know, like everything that I just did at Charlestown really didn't apply to the school I was going to because it was a whole different district. Wow. So it's like offset me a lot where it's like, all right, you can't come here in this season because you already played this year. So it was like weird. I had to like skip seasons to be able to be eligible like by junior year to play for metric or wow. go back to Boston public schools. Crazy dude. It's crazy just yeah. to hear like the difference in, in school districts and systems in different States too. Um, so you play your last two years. That makes it even more intriguing. So that's going to kind of get us to the next part of this interview because yep. I didn't know that piece. So, at what point did you know, Giovanni, that like football was going to kind of be the next step as far as your athletic career? Because like you, you ended up going to continue to play on, and we're going to mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. But like, at what point it was junior senior year? Did you realize like, okay, I actually have a potential to continue playing, whether it be at the collegiate level and moving on or whatever. At some capacity, you knew you could play at the next next level. When did that happen? Um, to be honest, I think it was literally like, like my junior year, like the end of my junior year it kind of clicked because like I was still doing like youth football and stuff like that, like freshman and sophomore year. Cause I was still under the weight barrier and in the, in the age kind of, you know, threshold was still like the same. So my junior year, man, like I literally jumped past seniors that were on my team, got like majority of the awards, you know, this, that, and the third. So I kind of, you know, I was feeling myself. I'm like, yeah, I, I, this is, that's it. Like, and I was like, I feel like I didn't really get that much burn. You know, I didn't get that much playing time. So Going into my senior year, being the guy, being like, you know, I'm on defense, offense, kick, return, punt, return, everything. I was like, every time I touch the ball, I'm going to score. Every time I'm on defense, I'm going to lay a lit. I'm going to get a pick. I'm going to do something to put myself, you know, ahead of the rest. And senior year, I was, I was GBL All-Star, which is Greater Boston League All-Star, uh, Boston Globe, All Scholastics. Like, I was like hitting like all the targets that I wanted, but I wasn't getting the offers. And the reason why I didn't get the offers is based off of during my two ten during my tenure at Medford High, my, my high school career, we had a coach that was dealing with some, you know, outside issues that had to do with finances being funneled from other schools and things like that. So he kind of was put on leave my junior year. So we didn't have a head coach my junior year. We had all the assistants. And at the same time, you have an assistant coaches while dealing with something like of significance, not knowing if our coach is going to come back. Right. You know, the news knows about it. Like it was huge. So it was like we're in the news, but it's not for a good reason. Yeah. You know, and then going into my senior year, everything kind of cooled off. We had a better coach, but that coach that we had, he came from a powerhouse school. Right. So him coming from the powerhouse school, the, the coach that ran that school had power in the whole because he was the number one guy. So nobody from my school was getting, you know, all star votes. We weren't getting anything based off of him leaving that program to come coach us. We kind of got like the blackballed, right? Like yeah. they got athletes, but who who cares? You know, we're not going to showcase them, even though we're, you know, going toe to toe with the top schools, you know, five and five record. You know, we finished 500, you know, like number two in our, our, our league. It just I, I think at that time it was more of just like who you know and, and not, you know, more of like what you do, you know, as a yeah. player. So, um, yeah, that, that but at that point that, yeah, at that point, that's when I kind of figured, all right, I want to, I want to play at the next level because I want a fair chance. Totally. 
because I felt like my two years in high school, I didn't get a fair chance. I really wasn't able to showcase what I was able to do or what I wanted to do. Now, on offense, were you always playing quarterback even in those two years in high school, or what I, were you what were you playing? I was never a quarterback. So what what position did you play? That's I was a running back. I was a running back. I was a we were in a wing T offense. I was a running back and a wide, a wide receiver. And on defense, I was a free safety. I was a kick returner, punt returner. That's really it. And you, you were know? that's really it. You were an all around <laughs> athlete. So so okay, that's that's the interesting point, man, because uh, you didn't even play quarterback. Which at the Horseman, no. that's what you're signed to play is, is a quarterback. Yep. And we'll kind of get to that because as you continued playing um, post collegiate career and whatnot, so. After high school, first thing, let's let's ask you a question. Dealing with what you had to deal with in the high school level, the coach drama that was going on, um, you know, you're playing multiple positions. You're not getting a ton of offers at all, like not a lot of looks, but you know that what your talent level is. You know what you can bring to, you know, somebody's team at the next level. Mentally, how did you continue going and trusting the process? For athletes out there that might be in a similar situation or going through struggles in, at the high school level, but they know they could play at the next level. They know it. They truly know it. What would you tell them, Giovanni, from your perspective? What what did you do to trust the process? I would just tell them, well, I mean, for me personally, I just looked at it as another another challenge, another obstacle, right? Because um, even even in before I hit high school, it's the same thing. You're gonna you're gonna hit the same type of uh, you know uh, issue, no matter what level you're playing. High school, coming from middle school to high school, coming from high school to college, going from college to pro. You're still gonna deal with the same, you know, naysayers or whatever. They might say, "Oh, you're too small. You're too slow. You're not, you know, you're not big enough. You're not fast. Whatever the case may be." But for me, it was mainly just I, I believe in who I am, right? So if you get caught so caught up in like who you are as a person, like nothing else can really matter because it's like I'm the only one that's gonna either make myself happy or make myself sad. Yeah. Right. When you when you go out and you doing your your you know whatever you're doing in your day to day. It's like if you worry about what the next person's saying or what the next person, you know, expects of you, you're never going to really, you know what I'm saying? You're never going to meet your expectations, bro, because you're always going to be chasing somebody else's expectations. Yeah. So I didn't look at it as, all right, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I said, they just don't know about me yet. Totally. They just, so who, if you're a young guy out there right now and you're watching this, they just don't know about you right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? They just, that's it. Just trust your process. Don't let anybody rush your process. Take your time because at the end of the day, it's going to be much more fulfilling, bro, and worth it when you realize that, like, you knew, right? Because those same people that said you couldn't are going to be the same ones that are saying, oh, I see you doing what you're doing. So stick to it, you know, stick it. to it. They just don't know you yet. I, I love just, that, man. They just didn't know me yet, you know? <laughs> That's it. That's that's so awesome. And now they're getting to know you, Giovanni. This is the coolest part. Yeah. So now you people start get, to get to know your name as you start making more noise. You get into the collegiate level. Talk to us about that. Where did you decide to play at the next level to even continue on with your football career, man? So crazy. Um, I, so I was accepted into uh, Hudson Valley um, Junior College, like out of high school. That was in New York. That was like upstate New York. Okay. And um, at that time, you know, I was I was probably going to go out with like a friend, another teammate. We were planning on just getting an apartment and living in New York and doing that whole thing. Um, so what had happened was the coach that recruited me to come there, he was a receiver coach. I was going to go there and play receiver. He got fired. Ah, so geez. the guy, yeah, he got fired. So the new coaching staff, new coach comes in. He's looking at the roster of, you know, recruits and potential uh, athletes coming into the school. He calls me like, hey, if you're not here by the end of the week, we got to move on. I'm like, I was supposed to come for like three weeks because, 
the coach that I was talking to was helping me find housing. You know, these a lot of these junior colleges didn't have housing. Yeah. So it was off, you know, JUCO is a tough route for anybody if they want to get into it, but it will make you tougher. It will make you sharper, probably make you a better baller as well. Didn't matter of fact, it will make you a better baller. But nonetheless, I looked at it as, okay, you know, this, this right here, I got this situation, you know, how do I, how do I balance it? Right. How do I, how do I find that balance? So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm that's that that one's kind of tough. That one's kind of tough just because I look at it as mainly like that your own. So, so when I went there, they told me, okay, bet you know, you got to get there by the end of the week. I said, how am I going to get there? I don't, I don't have you know, housing. So, that's kind of like the first time that I've been kind of what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, woke, I want to say like woken up where, where it's like the coach is telling you that it's more of a business than a relationship. Right. You know, like, and I'm a, I'm a young high school kid, so I'm coming out of it and I'm like, I'm, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed. And I'm thinking that this is like, you know, they love me, you know, I'm a recruit, so they're going to treat me great. Nah, bro. This is a business. Like they got about 10, 15 other kids. Yeah. You're replaceable at this point. Super replaceable. And and this was for me, it was a, it was a wake up call. Cause I'm like, wow. Okay. This is for real. Like they don't care. So I kind of, whatever, I don't want to go there. Kind of let that rock. Ended up, you know, staying home, didn't go out, didn't go out that year, played local football home, semi-pro, uh-huh. young guy right out of high school, ended up breaking my leg. Ah, oh, geez. So broke my leg first game of the season. It was a dislocated ankle, broken fibula. So never had a crazy injury. That happened. Now I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? Now what? Right. right? Because not, not only am I now out of high school where – I don't even have any like the film's not really going to translate from a year off. They want to see what you've done for me lately. They don't care about having film from two years ago. They don't right. care about three year ago film. So, what you gonna do for me lately? I'm I'm laid up at home, bro. Broken leg, broken ankle. It's down the third. Nobody calling. And at this point, I'm now depressed. Yeah. Right? Now it's the depressed stage because no one's around. Like you're hurt and you're hurt by yourself. Even right. though when you're an athlete, everyone's around, right? When you're yep. doing it, everyone's around. When it's not there, no one's around. Another wake-up call. Another, you know, had to realize that it's on me. You know, you can have mentors. You can have this. You can have that. Your family's going to support you. But it's on you if you really want to achieve what you want to achieve at the end of the day, right? Because I'm like, this broken leg, nobody's about to run these routes for me. Right. Like, no one's about to go lift these weights or go to this physical therapy for me. So, if I don't, if I can't do this, I I don't deserve to play football again. Right. So that's that's that was my next challenge, and um, you know, like I said, dealing with the depression, bro, is, is not easy for any. You know, it's it's definitely a, a tough thing. You know, so I had to tell myself, all right, how do you get out of this? How do you get out of this situation? And decided, you know, I'm just on my computer one day, and I'm just looking up California, and I'm like, I want to go somewhere warm. And yeah. I find I find San Diego Mesa College. That was the first school, and I'm like, I'm booking a ticket. I didn't even care, bro. I was just so like anxious to get away. When I I was when I was able to somewhat move my foot, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna. I need a vacation. I need to go see the school. Something. Go to San Diego, beautiful school, great coaching staff, cool. But the off off the field, like off the school campus life, is just not it for me. You know? Yeah. It was like everyone went their separate way. Uh. And it just didn't give me like a vibe of like college, you know, right. like it gave me just 
<laughs> honestly, bro, it just it wasn't appealing to me at all. So go back home. Now I'm like, what am I gonna do? I, the next place I go, I gotta stay because I'm not gonna keep doing these five day trips in Cali. It's kind of running my pockets. Yeah. You know? So I mean, keep in mind, Giovanni's on the other side of the country in Massachusetts, right? At this right. Time. I'm in like, Boston, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a Boston, you know, representative, bro. So you're going I'm from corner to corner. <laughs> from 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 Boston all the way away. You know, if I say I'm gonna get away, bro, I get away. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, I'm scrolling again. So I find Santa Barbara this time. And this, you know, the red field. And I look, and the beach is across the street. All this got me. And I'm like, I'm going to go here. I don't know why I'm going to go here, but I'm going here. So as I'm even, like, on the plane, and I'm, like, now looking at the pre prereqs and all these to get into classes because I got to take placement tests. Yeah. I'm like, this is the number one junior college in the nation. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even know that at the time because, like I said, the academics was is cool. But, you know, as an athlete, athletes, we want to – place right we're there most of us are there for sports that's just what it is yeah but you know we're we're the type of guys now that we know it's a different story no books no ball right that's what i right. tell my son no books no ball so um looking at it now and not having that type of you know information back then bro it's like it's totally a different ball game so going there taking the pre the placement test getting into school and then meeting the coaching staff and everything so quickly with like within those four or five days that I was there in Santa Barbara, I was like, this is a place for me. Like apartment, everything I needed was laid out in five days. Go back. Mind you, I'm still hurt. So I haven't even ran any. I haven't ran routes. I haven't tried to run. I'm still hurt. I know I'm still hurt, but I haven't told anybody I'm hurt. So it's I'm just walking around trying to walk as normal as possible. Uh, I pull up around. I come, so I leave January, come back again. I want to say, Jan, well, I leave like first week in January, come back January 28th is when I had to report for like spring ball. Can't run because I was I did like two weeks of PT. Like I just, I just got out of the cast, I just got out of the, the, the boot, right? Right. I did two weeks of PT in Boston, uh, in zero in California because I have out of state insurance, right? So in spring ball, you're not even in season. So you can't, you can be in the, and you can get ice and stuff like that, but you can't get like STEM treatment and you can't get actual yeah. like work done because you're not in season. So be, I think it was like track that had the full reins of what are they, what are they doing? There? They get shin splints, like, like, right. Right, you know, like you know, <laughs> but, but at the same time, it was like, wow, these are, it's another obstacle. Like I'm thinking I'm good. I got training. Nah, I'm on YouTube. Trying to get this ankle right, trying to be able to get the flex, and I'm ordering everything off Amazon. Like, bro, it was it was a trying experience to say the least. But after, I want to say like a couple months of, of the grind, bro, like I was finally able to to actually run and, and cut and do things, and ended up missing the first game of the season, right? Not because of an injury, but because my transcript came late. Uh, I gotcha. So now I'm fully ready to go, right? from january february now it's you know august september i go through summer ball you know fairly getting back to normal and stuff so now we're around summer uh september and miss the first game because my transcript's not there so i'm like this sucks because my clock just started right if you yeah, know in junior college great. football yeah my clock just started and i'm like i'm missing the first game out of 10 <laughs> and i'm like this is not good drive two hours bro two and a half hours with some kid that like I barely knew that like lived in my complex and we drove two and a half hours through like the valley to this game. My coach sees me at the game. He's like, Giovanni, you're starting next week. 
I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm stunned because he just sees how much, you know, determination I had to even right. show, you know, like how, how loyal I am to the team. Like I didn't, I could have been in my apartment, feet up, relaxing, you know, enjoying the California sun, not caring about it. But I was like, you know what? I'm a part of this team. It hurts me not to be able to be on the bus and travel because of this type of thing. So I'm going to show them like how much, like I'm really here for them. You know what I'm saying? Like as yeah. a, as a player and a teammate. So, um, yeah, bro. It just, it just all like snowballed. It's you know, low so key. Your whole Juco experience is crazy. Like, so that's one thing, a couple things that stood out to mind was, um, the books and ball. When I, I interviewed Davern Williams, who was actually on the, so it's funny. If anybody pays attention to Netflix, if you guys haven't heard my show, I, I interviewed Davern Williams, who was with East Mississippi community college, which was last chance you seasons one and two. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at the time or the D-line coach at the time. Now he's moved on to to bigger spots as a coach. But one of the things he told me about uh, Juco Ball uh, being in, in the East Mississippi Community College realm was Books and Ball. That's exactly what he said. That was the name of the episode was Books and Ball because he's like, that's literally all you focus on. And then I had Jason Brown, Coach JB from Netflix's Last Chance U Seasons 3 and 4 from Indy Community College before he got let go. Had him on the show, and he was kind of talking about the same thing, just the junior college experience. And I had Tyler Rossa, kicker yeah. from Boise State, uh, who played in, in California for junior college, and you know, just talking about the whole junior college experience. You know, but it is good for for you know, you, you showed the determination. Obviously, you're talking about um, you know, you're a good teammate, good leader in that aspect because you're you're going to the game, and it's it's weird because you you're traveling on your own to go to the game to kind of show your, your grit and determination, yeah. you know, how, how would you rate your overall junior college experience from front to back at, at playing? What would you tell those kids that are, you know, going the Juco route? Did it polish you up and, and get your game ready for, you know, the future? Oh man, before, before I touched, you know, touched down or even step foot on the turf, you know, before my first game, I, I thought I knew the game, you know, like I thought I knew how to stack and stem receivers. Like I thought, I mean, DBs, like I thought, like I knew like, how to you know positioning i didn't i didn't like junior college bro is legit division one you're getting division one knowledge you're getting division one knowledge at a fraction of a price to be completely honest and a lot of those guys that you know are from you know big name schools that don't hit big name schools they don't understand that junior college is there for that reason you know it's, it's not just a second chance but it's also a way for you like you said to sharpen your tools to get better to learn the game in a, in a whole different light because you're learning, you might learn, you might play with a guy who just went to USC <laughs> for a season or two. Yep. And, and now he's a bounce back and now he's on your junior college team, but you're learning how to live the division one life. You know, it's like a lot of my teammates, like a lot of the teammates I had at, at Santa Barbara city college at that time were a D one athletes. So if they were a bounce back picking his brain, yo, how was this? How was that? You know, like, in in watching their transition from like when you do hit that type of level and you do come back, it's a it's a it's an easier transition for like you know opposed to coming straight from high school to a JUCO because you don't know what to experience, right? Right. The, the only separate separate thing is, I think, just like I said, the knowledge. It's it's not even about the ability. You can be a high school player and come out of high school and play D one, or be a JUCO player and go D one. It's just about the knowledge. With you know, if you know the game. It's gonna put you in an advantage over the next. That's why they. That's why a lot of D one schools come for JUCO guys because they have the experience, the playing experience at that level, and they have the knowledge. So, 
I love that. I love that piece because I tell a lot of athletes that I speak to, you know, it's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing to go to a junior college. It's not a bad thing to go to a division two in basketball, all these types of different things. Right. Have this like the, the division one level people have this like, you know, idea that, that that's the say I'll do all. And that that's a pride thing. I'm like, nah, man, if you can actually get it, even to play at the junior college level is a, is a huge step up because there are some really good athletes, uh, phenomenal athletes with a lot of experience. You get, you get uh, coaches even that are like, super knowledgeable but maybe haven't gotten to that next level had that other opportunity yet and you're getting these coaches and the the training experience that you need now obviously the facilities vary from junior college to junior college because each state is different in the way that they fund each junior college but your experience is the biggest piece it's going to take you on in life now you know giovanni we're we're talking about you know we want to know how you got to the professional level here playing you know the horseman gave you the opportunity to come play professionally but you've you've had experience in the semi-pros you know Mm -hmm. after college did you go anywhere else or did you go, you know, you, you ended up your junior college career and decide, okay, what was the next steps before you even got to the, the professional slash semi-professional level? So, um, literally like going from transitioning from, uh, Juco, like, so my second season, um, I left, I left Juco with an offer on the table to play at Colorado state. So I was supposed to go to Colorado state, you know, all I had to do was get through the spring and I was good. And, you know, found out I was having a son uh-huh. Had to make some, you know, big boy decisions and, and realize like, OK, I can do this still, but I got to do it a different way. So came home um, around like 2015, like from school and was like, you know what? I want to play football again, but I want to like reinvent myself because I I, I didn't want to play receiver. I got hurt playing receiver in semi-pro before I went to college. Yeah. So I was like, I can't keep doing that, put myself in, in harm's way where I can't really dictate the vibe. Right. Yeah. So. I told myself I'm gonna play. I'm asking all these teams in my neighborhood, in my area. Oh, can I play? I want to play quarterback. They're like, no, we know you're a top receiver. And I'm just coming from college. Like, and all my film was all receiver stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I want to play quarterback. And they're like, nah. Like, what? No, you're not playing. You over here routing dudes up. I'm like, nah, but I don't want to do that anymore. So this one team, bro, they were a brand new team at like the uh the in the tiers and mass, it's like single A, double A, triple A. You know, triple A being the best, single A being the worst. So it was a double A team. It was their first year ever playing. And they were called the Somerville Rampage. And I'm like, yeah, I'll play for you guys, but I want to play quarterback. Coach is like, can you throw? I was like, yeah, I can throw. Like, you know, only pass I had really on film was me throwing a reverse pass at Santa Barbara, like for a touchdown. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can throw. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. of course, I'm one for one. Like, I'm good. <laughs> so so we're like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll, okay, cool. You know, we'll take the chance. I'm like, all right. I tell the coach literally, same thing that Brady said back in the day. If and you're you're a sports guy, so you know Brady's like, you made the best decision ever. I'm like, I tell that little owner, I'm like, bro, this is the best decision you ever made. We're about to win this chip. I'm a at this point, I'm really not the I wasn't a great throwing quarterback because I didn't have a great line. So I was more of like the Lamar Jackson, you know, without the throwing ability he he possesses, right? So I'm running around juking and looking like a straight running back, like wildcat, but I'm just running it up on people. We end up winning the championship. My first season home from college, I'm playing a new position. So now I'm like, you know what? Like, this is, I like this. Like, yeah. this is, this is, I got no, I'm not injured. Like, you know, like I'm having more fun. I get to control everything. Like, I'm not worried if we're going to lose because I'm not a loser. So I'm not about to, if I control it, I'm literally, it's like, I, I got, you know, a good sense of like how we're going to make things happen. So played, played the little semi-pro, won the chip. Then started getting a couple offers for a local arena teams starting up in mass. Um, 
they started in the mass area but we played in new hampshire which is like 30 minutes 45 minutes outside of of massachusetts right um and playing for a couple teams you know given you know given everything i have but it's like we like we're playing on teams we're not getting paid playing on you know we weren't having practice you got guys you know not showing up you know what i'm saying like people not having enough jerseys at the games like like things that like you shouldn't have to tolerate if you're a pro team. Yep. So, uh, of course, I'm getting my feet wet. I'm like, I'm all about the film. I'm thinking because I just got out of JUCO. It's a film thing. We, I'm not worried about how this looks. I'm worried about what I'm gonna do with the opportunity given to me. So, yep. I'm just thinking in my head, film. I don't care if we gotta play in this janky arena. If this doesn't look good, I'm gonna go off for like eight in here. Like I'm gonna go off for six in here, just so I make sure. You know, I got some substance from this situation, right? Yeah. Doing that, doing that, you know, for the first first two games or whatever, team folds. And this is like 2016, team folds after two games I played. I'm like, all right, this is great. Back to semi-pro. Uh, end up, you know, having a, a two-loss season from 16-17 with the, after I won the championship in semi. Two-loss season, bro, getting straight beat up on. Like, because the same thing, you play with guys that, don't want to buy in they think that they're bigger than the team they think that they're actually superstars if and they're really not you know and it kind of it, it becomes a disease you know and yep. it gets contagious and like a lot of guys start having the same type of vibe and they think hey I'm, I'm good too i don't have to come and then you start getting you know you end up two and eight and then you end up one and nine and then they start asking me so going into 2018 bro they're like you know that team's like yo you want to we want to we want to put you at safety we want to see if you want to play safety i'm like safety I'm like, I was just your quarterback for the last three years. We got one championship. We've been losing, but y'all think it's my fault? So I'm like, all right, cool. So you know the team I play for now, the Boston Bandits, uh, semi-pro team. Um, been with them since 2018. My first year playing with them in 2018 at the highest level, which is now AAA. My whole team merged with another team in the league, all the guys that wanted me to play defense. And I said, bye, I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm going to go over here because I'm yeah. the, you know, Ended up winning a championship <laughs> my first year with the new team. And then it was like, it kind of set myself apart now. I've won at different levels with different teams. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, this dude went from being a receiver to now I'm a quarterback at different levels, first year teams, and I got more to prove, right? And then I got another opportunity for an arena team, a better team. We were we were traveling in like West Virginia and, and you know, playing for uh, – at that time, I think it was the Cavalry I was playing for, which was another short stint. They were out in um, New Hampshire as well. And the team I played for uh, in 2019 was the New England Bobcats, where yeah. um, where I was playing against you know West Virginia, New Jersey. So just all those opportunities literally came just from continuing like to win and to to you know put myself in a situation to get noticed, right? Because no one was gonna come looking for me if I didn't put in the work. Right. If I wasn't if I didn't show up, no, no one didn't, you know, no one was coming to look for me. So, dude, um, real quick, because you're, you're talking and, and I see a lot of um, semi pro players around here in Idaho as well. I, I was almost one of them myself. I, I enjoy the semi pro game because you do you get a mixture of a lot of different people. Some right. some teams they don't take it seriously. Some teams they they really do. They have a lot of, you know, former collegiate, former professional players that come and play. It really depends on the the team. One team can be so much different from another. However, I do feel that if you put your time in and you market yourself, you can get yourself into different opportunities. And obviously you're, 
you're the example of that. You're the example of like taking the best out of the situation and, you know, elevating yourself, your own image and so forth. And I mean, you had arena opportunities, semi-pro opportunities, but you're getting reps all along the way. You're getting reps and just a different yeah. experience against different types of people, different types of different levels of football, the professional level of, uh, you know, a team folding, all those things you mentioned about the arena league too, that, you know, the arena game is tough um, from a business uh, standpoint. The budget's very, very small. Yeah. Um, some are higher than others, but it's very, very difficult to, from a, an owner's standpoint too, to even like budget for those types of things. Cause you never know. It depends on how they market it. Can their right. fans get to the games? Can they offset this, like the cost of anything? It's very difficult. So the fact that you've been through that is kind of interesting. And then I want to get to the point of the the horsemen. Now you're over in Boston. You're playing football over here. How did you get to Idaho? <laughs> it's like that's um, the question, man. Where did where did Idaho come? Yeah, from? it was. Oh, yeah, Idaho. Idaho was a super random situation. It actually came from a a, a buddy of mine who was a, a he was a receiver coming into Idaho as well with me last year. He's you know clearly not with us right now, um, but he was the like one of the reasons. He's like, yo, this coach wants you to come play in Idaho. And I'm like, because he had played for, he had played in the same league in the a, um, AWFC. He played, but he was playing for Vegas okay. at the time. So he was a star player on Vegas. And of course, he was trying to make that transition to come play for a better team, right? You guys lost in the chip. So, I, I mean, I don't blame him, right? But um, so he calls me, yo, this coach wants you. And I'm like, ah, right, whatever, bro. Like, I know how this arena thing goes, bro. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm thinking CFL, Germany. That was my goal. That was my focus at the, at the time. And when coach had hit, you know, he had reached out, he was super like personable, bro. Like he just, his vibe was, you know, you know how he is. He's, yeah, hey, what's up? You know, I'm, you know, coach Chris, we got, you know, I, Idaho horseman and he's just so laid back, so chill. Like, like I felt like I knew him. So I think for me, it was like, all right, cool. This is, this is for one, a good chance to get back to a place that's kind of undiscovered. Yeah. Right, like they were first year team, yeah. They want to chip, but I want to, I want to show that yo, this can be at. We can keep doing this. Like we are gonna run it back, and then we are gonna keep run it back after that, and we're gonna, whatever the case may be. And I just wanted to bring some light to that, right? Because I'm, I'm telling friends back home, I'm going to Idaho. Where's Idaho? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you guys, and that's real. I get it. Like I understand, but I was, I was new about you know sports team like Boise and things like that, Oregon. Like I knew the area, but I, I never thought I would be in the Midwest, but. Full circle, teammates from Santa Barbara. I have friends, bro, that played that went to schools in Idaho that are from Idaho. Uh, yeah, and they still live in Idaho right now. So they're like, they're seeing me get signed. They told me before I knew I got signed because coach had posted something on Facebook, <laughs> and I didn't get the post. And then my buddy's like mentions me, like DMs me. He's like, "Are you coming to Idaho?" And I'm like, "I guess I am," like because I had no idea at the time. But for me, I just look at it as, bro. Uh, opportunity to you know make some great things happen in a in a in a great city, a great state. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at it as super. Uh, it's an upstart. You guys, you guys have a lot of upstart going on, man, and and it's beautiful. Like if you're an outdoorsy guy, I like to be outside. You know what I'm saying? You guys got some views in Idaho, so it's like you know you can't you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that as well. No doubt, man. We're excited to have you over here too. Like just, and that's why I was bummed about last season kind of, you know, just falling short because of COVID. I mean, the whole entire sports world, the whole world in general was kind of flipped upside down with the right. whole pandemic situation. Uh, highly unfortunate, but it seems like, you know, things are being put in place here in Idaho specifically where 
to some capacity, we should be able to have fans in the stadium. We should be able to have a season, hopefully, right. fingers crossed, right? So coming back this year, obviously we didn't have the second season. Idaho goes undefeated. I was at the championship game kind of covering them. I was watching them the whole first year. And mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't watch the – like a lot of the Idaho guys, mm-hmm. anybody's listening to me, go watch these games if you get the opportunity. Um, at the Fort Idaho Center – here um and it's technically in nampa but it's on the nampa meridian border come check out the games they were really fun to watch everyone was kind of like it was weird because not a lot of people knew about it surprisingly right. um we've had a couple of arena teams um we had the boise burn at one point we had the stallions at one point and so like different leagues have folded and done different things and no one really knew about the horsemen except for the people who were going and the ones who went actually had a blast watching them it's good football it's fun it's fun to watch the uh, the no, indoor football game it's fast paced hard hitting uh the guys play with passion and is a fun fan friendly sorry fan friendly like event because people right. get to interact uh, it's just a good time um and we're excited to have you here so i want to talk to you giovanni as well as like letting the fans hear it so for anybody who's in idaho who's going to come watch the horseman games first question i got for you what should we expect to see from giovanni sanders when you're on the field so somebody who's like okay i'm getting to know giovanni as a person now like i got to hear his story but now what, what do we get to expect to see from you on the field in a horseman jersey you're gonna see a smooth savage man <laughs> you're gonna see a smooth savage you know you're gonna see like i said like i'm i bring a lot of entertainment bro i'm fun you know depending on the covid regulations i don't know about you know engagement but you know, I make sure we get some footballs to the kids out there in the stands. You know, we get some some autographs and whatnot. So, you know, but definitely a lot of entertainment, bro. Some fun and, uh, you know, some a lot of sauce, you know, a lot of sauce, a lot of swag. You know how we rock. You know? <laughs> I love it, man. So what's the, the biggest leadership quality you bring to the team? What can we expect from that aspect, from your leadership skills? Um, It's just it's just about, you know, want nothing but to win. You feel me? I feel like if. If you come on board and everyone understands, you know, the common goal and understand we're here for a reason, there's there's really no, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really in it for anything else but to win. I'm here to win. And that's that's all we got to do. As long as we're winning, we're going to have fun. Even even if we don't win at times, we're still going to have fun. But I don't see that in, in the future. So I don't see that happening, you know? Yeah. You like to win. That's a good program to become, or a good organization, I should say, to become a two if you like winning. I mean, they haven't lost yet, technically. So uh, it's a good one to be a part of. Uh, you referenced Lamar Jackson earlier, but I do want to ask you, is there a, a player that you've looked up to your in, in your career, whether that's when you were eight years old, just starting football all the way up until now? Is there a specific player that you look up to, whether it's a quarterback, receiver, whoever? I mean, my main guy, I've looked up to two players um, my whole life, um, two different positions. First one is clearly Tom Brady. Tom Brady's, you know, being a New England guy, like being blessed to be able to watch him play for 20 plus years. Is just amazing and being a guy that wasn't like a top pick is even more impressive so it wasn't like you you kind of came out the you know came out the gate was like all right you're you're a number one guy you know you had to really earn that and scrape and and put your name on the map to even and and not just that bro but he kind of sees the moment right sees the opportunity right. drew blesso gets hurt he steps in you know not shaking even though this guy has a huge contract and x y and z he came in Weathered the storm, bro, and became a goat. Um, so outside of Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, my guy, prime time. Prime time, all you right. Know, prime time, you know, showtime, prime time. So, um, you know, he's the reason why I started playing football. Deion is the reason why I started playing football because he's like, he's such an entertainer, like from laying out my jerseys and, you know, getting my gear ready before the game. Like, that's all, you know, just just goat talk. You feel me? It's, oh, all, it's all goat talk between Tom Brady and Deion Sanders, man. 
Dion, man, that, that, that it takes me back because I'm a Cowboys fan. So like the prime okay. days at the Super Bowl, you know, like the last time I got to witness the Super Bowl I was in the second grade when that happened. Right. But uh, look good, feel good, play good, and eventually get paid good. You know what I mean? Always, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it's the vibe. You know, bro. It's the I vibe. dig it. I dig it, man. Hey, so tell the listeners out here, Giovanni, where we can find you, and we're gonna talk a little bit about what you got going on. So tell us about where we can find you to just see what you got going on, where we can follow you at. You got a pretty big presence on social media. So where can we yeah. find you at? Uh, you can find me at on Facebook, you know, Giovanni Sanders. Um, you'll see me on there on Instagram, Showtime underscore Ocho. All right. So, you know, I don't really use Twitter like that. Twitter is cool, but I'm not really, you know, Twitter guy. It's just it's too much typing, <laughs> too, much, <laughs> too much consistent typing, you know. I'd rather just get to the point and post a flick or something or a vid. But yeah, Showtime underscore Ocho on Instagram. And you can find music links and all types of stuff on there, all types of good stuff. Solid. We're going to link that here in the description of the show so people can go and follow him. Make sure to follow him. He's got a lot of entertainment. You just mentioned music. Tell us about that. You're not just a football player. You are an artist. Uh, yes, sir. Tell us about your music career and kind of what you do, what kind of music you produce, and uh, how long you've been doing this for, man. Okay. So um, I've been making music, man, my whole life, right? Um, just the last two years, just started to monetize it. Um and find out like the music business, right? Because making music's fun, making music sometimes is easy, but what you do with that music is the hard part, right? How to market it, how to promote it, um, wh you know, what type of visuals you want to put behind it, you know what I'm saying? What, what type of story you want to, you know, tell, you know, and what type of artist you want to be. So for me, I'm a savvy artist. I'm, I, I consider myself, I'm a rapper, but I'm an artist as well because I can do a little bit of everything. You know, I'm, I'm not a, call myself a singer if you don't hear me sing you'll probably hear a super talented singer on the song with me because you know always got to get somebody in place to do you know a better job if you can't do it but um yeah outside of that man you know sport tape my first album the sport tape on spotify apple music title over a million streams on spotify um you know got some videos out on youtube ultra vibes on youtube yeah man you know we're moving around you know Moving oh, I dig it. Just so you guys know, I'm not just saying this because I got him on the show. I listened to it when you when you launched the album. I was listening to it on Spotify. Your your work is really, really good. And so it, I would bro. highly encourage anybody to check this out. He's not just a football player. He's an artist, man. This is the cool thing is we get to see you as a as a human being outside of football. Sure. So Giovanni, outside of football and uh, music, before we wrap it up, What's your favorite hobby? Like, what do you do when you're not producing music, when you're not playing football? What do you enjoy doing on the daily? Honestly, bro, I just, I love to just, you know, raise my son. You feel me? Like, I love to instill what I know into him. I love to watch his growth. So I feel like it's like almost like a way of watching film, right? He's like a small version of you. So it's like whatever you did in your past or whatever you're doing, it's just like, you know, I get to analyze and critique, you know, like I critique how he walks across like the living room, like, how he like runs up the stairs. I'm like, yo, tighten up your form, you know, like things like that impress me. So I, I, I like spending my time just making sure that, you know, my son's, you know, doing well, having a good time, man. So, you know, uh, family first, man. I love that. I was always. just talking about that. My, we have a four year old and a one year old. Okay. And my four year old son, um, he was playing the, the PS4 or this week. So it was on Tuesday night. So right. uh, he was playing the PS4. He likes to play the Avengers game. And I'm almost like, flabbergasted because i'm not a video game guy i'll play madden yeah, and, but right. that's, and i'll dominate at both of those but the thing is gotcha. i don't play any other video games 
And my son's four years old figuring out how to play Avengers. And like, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. Dude. Yeah, yo, bro, right? You're blown, bro. Listen, my son's see, and that's why it makes sense. My son's five. So my son's going to be six in March, right? So he's five. So he's been playing. He likes, you know, hops on. I'm like, dad, I want to play GTA. I want to drive the cars and stuff. So he gets up early before he has to Zoom, you know, have get into a Zoom class, right, with, with school. Super early. I don't know what five-year-old gets up. Like, Dad, I'm up. <laughs> like, I, like, can I get on the game? I brushed my teeth already. Like, I already had some stereo. I'm like, what? Like, bro, like, what do you mean? Oh, I want to play some GTA. Like, I want to play this. I want to play that. I'm like, bro, I'm unbelievable, you know? Hey. So just, you know how it is, bro. Just sitting there and just being in awe is, like, I think the best, you know? Oh, absolutely, man. It's the coolest thing in the world when you're Legit. saying that. So funny it's so you know, funny it's real it's awesome real. brother awesome so ladies and gentlemen giovanni sanders uh go follow him showtime underscore ocho on instagram go follow him on facebook as well we're going to put the links here in the description like i said i'm going to show you where you can find his music on spotify as well i mean you can he already mentioned the other outlets you can find it as well um but giovanni we look forward to seeing you here with the horsemen but we also just look forward to seeing your growth in not only your football career your music career as, as well as as a father so appreciate you joining the show man and uh is there Appreciate any, you have me, bro. Any final words you'd like to share with anybody on here before we take take off? Hey, you see the platform. You see what my guy Game Time Guru is doing, man. Got to check in. Stay locked in. If not, bro, don't get lost in the sauce because you know who got the sauce. You know who got the sauce. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the viewers, man. Hey, trust your process at the end of the day. No matter what it is, trust your process. Whether you do real estate, you sell cars, you play sports. You do podcasts, you do interviews, be the best at it. You feel me? Be you. Be great. <laughs> be great. You know be that. great. Trust the process. You heard it here first from the man himself. For everybody out there, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Tune in. We'll be here every single Friday with another episode. Take care. Yes, sir. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.